uh, my my cap is tipped to them. Be right back. The tip of the cap. For now, wanna uh, we uh, we want to ban natural gas for your stove. Yeah. <laughs> we are precious. Art history professor moves. Mm-hmm. Plans to file news. What's that? Oh, huh. I don't think Kamala made any gaffes, but it was still kindergarten level public speaking. Oh, and I want to bring up Angie Craig to uh, see if you guys detected what I detected. And I don't like it a bit. Hmm. Angie Kamala's no one. Are you back to the. Uh, Tarmac today. I'm not sure if I have to go back or not. I got to see what's going on. Platt wanted to know how Monday Night Sports Talk was doing. I said, well, Monday we gave 20 minutes because <laughs> Rookie gets it here. <laughs> When do you want to do Super Bowl commercials? Yeah, what time? I do have some Super Bowl stuff. Nug you're the right. Nugget Master. I'm the Nugget Finally. Master. I'm the Nugget Master. And Timbuktu, whoever that is, always comes through for me. All right, there's that. Uh, Joe. What? Ads. Yeah, Frat. You're going to have Frat. Yep. Golf. And the golf show. Ken, yeah, that's it. Kenny, I need a seafoam from you today. Rookie. Are any posted notes out here? I thought I just. Wait, I see uh, here. Oh, you shocked me. Rookie, I need a is it Minnesota Masonic Charities. <coughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. One for today. I'll let you know when I need it because I gotta squeeze in. Yeah. Yeah. Oops, you're dead. That thing went right through you. Oh, Jesus. That was graphic. Huh. These new cowboy movies, they don't uh, hide the, they don't mess the gore. Them. Yeah, the old ones, there'd just be a little spot of blood on them. This one, we've got heads exploding like they're pumpkins. I wasn't ready for that. He's not going to live, is he? Come on.
What are you doing, Reeves? Huh? What are you doing? I'm going through email because you just sent me. Like I said, this one from Bill, it doesn't work. Oh, don't worry about. It. And then the other one that you sent is going to be that's good. Do you have audio from yesterday? I do, but she must not have spoke for very long because they paraded Hello. around 15 different. Hi, Kelly. She didn't sit. You're not. Um, what email address did you give me? Because on this yeah. video, Joe, she starts speaking at 19. And she's done at 20. Um, she's, Let's see, when does she walk off the that, stage here? Um, 20. She, she told me, okay, so I'm going to have her, uh, I'm going to send her that email address. Well, about 28. She, online, huh? she starts speaking, this clip I have, I have the whole she's thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. She starts speaking. So it's a nine, nine minute okay, okay. run. Yeah. So do right you want now. the whole thing? Do you just want? Oh, I, I, my head would explode. No, we're not going to do the whole thing. We'll just start the it. The introduction is great because we're doing this. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Keith speaks before she does. Um, oh, don't do uh, that. She'll be on it like fly on steak. Thanks, Gal. All right. We'll see you. Bye. On a steak? Thanks. I'm sure that had something to do with the show. It had to do with my life. Yes. All right. Your life. Yes. All right. Um, so in this video, here I can see if it, if it labels who's on this thing. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Eleven fifty-six. So before her is Keith Ellison. I don't want to hear him. No, I, I'm just letting you know if yeah. you, in case you were wondering how to. Okay. <laughs> um, is it Kellogg Fitzgerald? No, Crystal Fraser. From Channel 5 was up there. Hold on. A new flyer, a bus company that builds electric vehicles. Uh, as part of a nationwide post State of the Union tour, the president and members of his cabinet. I don't need to hear this Brady guy. Brady Ehrman is live in St. Cloud tonight to tell us what the vice. Brady Ehrman is live in okay, St. Cloud. I was trying to figure out which KSTP reporter was there. Because on the, on the cut line to this, it, it, it didn't. Put her name on here. Did you play that Ed Asner video? I haven't. What am, I can't because oh, it's Facebook. Shit. And that won't let me. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where I is sent it, it to Chris. Yeah. Who's he advertising? Channel yeah. 5 people? Yeah, I mean, that's from 100 years ago. But at the very first, there's a bunch of promos on there. But the first Look here, one. People. This day forward, it's about more news. It's not about how pretty we look or how many fancy awards we've won. It's about how much more news we can fit in 30 minutes. People want news. If they want clever banner, they can go watch the other guys. If you want to do cute stories about dancing bears, you're in the wrong place. If it looks, tastes, or smells like fluff, you're going to have to answer to me. Yeah, well, I didn't work out. Any questions? Kid with the dancing bear shirt. He doesn't great. mention KSTP at all, though. Well, but they have the signage in the background, right? But we could use the audio well, if if they give us permission. Who's they? Rob, Rob, I think. Let me music? give you some advice. Something I learned a long time ago about news. People just want more news. That's Maybe all. Let them be cute filler stories or extra fluff. Just straight up solid reporting. Doesn't right, well, fancy. Let's do that today. Let's, let's do this show today. 
the first one is the best one, Chris. Yeah, I agree. Bratalonis. How you doing today, Joe? You writing again? Yeah, you're gonna do next well, you know or... damn well what's wrong. Oh, my routine was thrown off. Oh, how'd that go? It was great, fine, but it's just gonna be a piece in the business insider. It's not gonna be a big spread like Minneapolis St. Paul magazine. I as much as told them that uh, we've been so thoroughly ignored, it doesn't bother us. Just basically, I want to just say, why don't you just leave us alone? Yeah. <laughs> what are kinda, you doing here? Kind of how I feel. Yeah. We're doing fine. That's we've done fine thing. without you people. That's how I feel about my entire career. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Yeah, I don't. I just want to do my job. I'm supposed know. to be doing my job now, Adam. <laughs> Come on. Quit asking me stuff. Are you a. Uh... You ready? Yeah. I don't want to. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got to lose? Are you ready? What do we got to lose? Did you, are you doing your science experiment? I didn't even pour it yet. Uh, I didn't even go down and get ice yet. That's yeah. how dedicated to the show well, I am. not really. This Super Bowl Friday. That's right. I've nuggets. I'm the nugget master. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that this weekend? Yeah, it's this Sunday. Big game, Kenny. What are you making? You know what I saw? I told you guys I'm this. Not, I'm not going back. This is only be part of the show. Oh, good. Just, yeah, I like, this is the banter I like. No, I told you guys this, that the worse the world is, the better, the, the, the lighter the news. And somebody, I don't even know which station it was, locally had five healthy eating habits for the Super Bowl. No, it, it's a day of gluttony. What, are you kidding it's me? It's a day of gluttony. Don't eat healthy. That's Frataloni, hardware, and garden stores. Are you ready? Stupid news. Hey. <sighs> You ready? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Fratelloni Hardware and Guard Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1018, Feb 10, 2023. 49 degrees was the high on this day, a record high on this day, but you have to go back to 1877. Climate change. Oh, I know. And it was 24 b- below on this day. In 1855. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. A deep thought for everyone to think about before we get to the matters of the day. Yeah. This is a great. Uh, the other day I said, how come there's 57 genders, but t- only two options for the surgery? Right? Okay. And Ishmael, he said, if you read this, call me Ishmael. Okay. <laughs> he writes, I'm catching up on the podcast, and on 2-7, you made a solid point that there's 872 genders but only two available for gender reassignment surgery. In the interest of being fact-based, you were wrong. Uh For gender reassignment surgery, there aren't two options. There's only one because you are already the other one. Oh, good point. Okay, I see see what he's saying. That's an excellent point. Thank you, Ishmael. You're already the other one. There's one option. Right, you got one. So option. where do you come up with these seven hundred thousand genders? Yeah. I'm fired up today. Now let's go to oh, I, just a reminder because he's uh, such a great uh, friend of ours with his piano, uh, Steve Anderson playing tonight. Oh, where? At the Commodore. 
Love on the Hill, the Commodore is on uh, Western and Summit. And uh, he'll be there tonight with guests. And uh, it's going to be vocalist Jack Cassidy and Julian Gubash, musician Nate Wilson on violin. There's a special guest tonight, Catherine Budzian. Budzian? Catherine Budzian? Budzian. Budzian. I don't know. You know her for some reason. They're a nativity family, yes. And, uh, so anyway, it's at 20 bucks. You go, they got the bar, the whole deal. It's a neat venue. Stephen C. Anderson, the Garage Logic piano, piano player tonight. Love on the Hill. Get it? Because it's... Uh, yeah. Love on the Hill. It's, it's a it's, big surprise. Because it's, you know, nearing Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm a it sounds like a, a perfect way to get a low-key buzz, right? Yeah. Kind of nice sit music. there sip on a martini. Oh, yeah. Rookie, we may be in for... A shocker here. What Why? happened? We lost. Did we lose Mr. T? No. No, Mr. No. T. No. no. If that's the case, somebody no. must have. No, no, no. What do you mean, Thank okay. God. Okay. Well, oh, I thought you meant real, real life. life. I'm searching no. for Mr. T. No, Lawrence T. Rowe still lives. I don't want to hear about it. Fool, shut up, fool. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't do that. Let's get on to the visit to St. Cloud by Kamala Harris. I have some information. Uh, first off is Matt. Oh, shoot. Not use my name. Well, well you were talking to Chris me. Right? You were talking to me. talking to you. Yeah. This guy's name is uh, Frank. Frank. You did it again. I was assigned to assist with the traffic detail of the vice president's business. I was able to take a video of the procession of vehicles not included in the video as all of the plow trucks and squad cars used to block highways and crossovers from St. Cloud to Clearwater and back into St. Cloud. One might wonder why this route was chosen, but it was a better tactical option. I saw zero electric vehicles throughout the whole ordeal, which went pretty smooth. Good. I'm happy. Uh, I have from. Uh, they went to Clearwater and back well, up. That must be where the flyer company is. Here's a note from Michael. My sources tell me that the gift that keeps on giving had four gas guzzling SUVs that she used to get back and forth to her speech. Now, of course, those SUVs had to be flown in on what I think is a huge guzzling Air Force D5, which did not spend the night and day at St. Cloud and had to fly in and out twice to support the SUVs, all of the nasty fossil fuel being used by the hypocrites to give a speech to the electric bus company. Very ironic. Uh, Chris Wright. Uh, no. Oh, I spoke. Uh, Chris is the one who told us about uh, – how the employees of the EV bus company were to act. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Just catching up on the podcast and realized that my friend Doug the Barber nominated me to be the St. Cloud Mole observing Kamala's motorcade. Although I failed to spot her gas guzzling parade, I was able to do some investigative work regarding her visit. A couple of nuggets that were observed from the spectacle. Good. And speaking of nuggets, what do I become on this day? The Nugget Master. You are the Nugget Master. Of the Super Bowl. Of the Super the Bowl. Nugget yeah, Master. You're just all in. You're thanks all to, in. Thanks to Tim. Plug two. Uh, the EV bus in the backdrop had to be pushed into place because apparently they haven't completely figured out how to get the thing to actually run yet. This was verified by two separate sources. 
New Flyer Bus is owned by a Canadian-based company. I guess they couldn't find a U.S.-based company to celebrate, which is interesting because right up the road in Avon, Minnesota, Latner Energy is probably the largest wind power construction company in the country. Hmm. I spoke with a well-connected political figure yesterday who said we should expect more visits in St. Cloud from Democratic leadership because of Tom Emmer's new elevation to the number two post in the Republican-controlled House as majority whip. They hope to unseat him in the next election. P.S. Can we expect the comeback of any Super Bowl nuggets this week? Yes, you can. Good luck, Chris, from St. Stephen. And we have uh, Air Force Two. Got uh, Air Force Two was a Boeing C-32, which is a modified Boeing 757. The cargo plane that hauled the vehicles, this is from Mark, was a Boeing C-17A, and it was visible at times on Flight Radar 24 app. All right. Copy that. And this one says, tell that bearded wannabe hippie farmer you got on your show to quit inviting more of you Minnesotans to our great state. Maybe those lesser Dakotans to the South want you. Thank you. A concerned North Dakota. P.S. Just because Kenny drives tractor, claims he knows what a combine looks like, and thinks he met John Deere, don't make him a farmer. I, that wasn't supposed to be in the Kamala pile. That regards Kenny's efforts to secede half the state of what, Minnesota to join the Dakotas. What's his name? This guy's name is Brent. Well, friendly Brent. Yeah, (laughs) I've been actually thinking we just need to hit a start a fifty-first state instead of joining one of the Dakotas. Well, we have fifty-one states, don't we? Don't we have fifty-one states? No, Um, no. fifty in a a district. Excuse me. While I forget myself, <laughs> we have fifty. I, no. we had a I was thinking of Puerto Rico that always calls itself the fifty-first state. Uh, okay, I'm just going well, to maybe go. read the next email. Move on. Uh, let's move on to Kamala. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her remarks were not gaff-ridden, and I have a theory about that that I'll share with you. Following what you hear from our gal yesterday in Saint Cloud. <laughs> Actually play. Yes. She's walking to the stage. Yeah. Oh, come on, you can't eight seconds in and you're already done. Oh, look at the crowd. She's smiling. Oh, yeah, waving, pointing. She gets a nod. Well, it's good to see everyone. I'm here to announce the shift change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be with everyone. And Mr. Vice President Wade, thank you for that introduction. Um, but really, truly, Wade, thank you. It's been great to walk around and see the work that's happening here. And it really is wonderful to be with all of you. Matt, thank you for taking me around as well. Um, and it's so good to be back in Minnesota with so many incredible leaders. I want to give a shout out to the governor, Tim Walz. He can't be with us today. He's in Washington with a bunch of the governors who are meeting there um, for their annual meeting. But in his absence, I have to talk about him. Can you stop? Um, I'm out. Stop. I'm only hearing out one a year. That's okay. I was going to warn you ahead of time that the audio we have, for some reason, all of the outlets only had it in the one channel. I've got it in both here. Well, continue. She's about to speak about Wall. Yes. Can you fast forward a little? To the president and our administration, and in particular, a champion for climate 
and for communities. Uh, in fact, as you all know, earlier this week, we signed a law that will make Minnesota's electricity 100% carbon free by 2040. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. So to Governor Waltz, to the leaders who are here, um, the leaders of the state legislature, the general who was here, and to all of the activists and organizers who fought for years to achieve these goals, congratulations. And thank you for all that you are doing right here in Minnesota to lead our nation forward. Well, so leading. on Tuesday, nice. our President Joe Biden spoke to the nation and he declared that the state of our union is strong. And he noted that over the past two years, America has created over 12 million jobs. Unemployment has fallen to the lowest level that it's been in 50 years. Oh, I can't. I can't. And since the jobs weren't created, they were resumed. And in a lot of cases, um, people had to go get second jobs, or in some cases had to leave taking care of their kids to get jobs because of the cost of living skyrocketing. But, they, but no, no, no. He said the State of the Union is strong, Joe. Mm -hmm. So that must mean it's true. Well, how you doing? What you going to do when the well runs dry? The, uh, <laughs> it is a big deal to go carbon free by 20, what is, is it? 2040. Yeah. And again, it's a big deal because it, it's, it's a ray of hope because we're apparently these people believe we'll still be here. That's a good sign. Yeah. But really what, uh, her emphasis on the leaders, uh, further removes her from just the man in the street. She's uh, very proud to be a member of the, the third rail and I, I hope and i don't have much hope for a lot of minnesotans to realize this but many people in the country do realize it and that is this is nothing more than a new wave of an attempt to completely control the population of the world this has nothing to do with the climate i've been saying that for 15 years I hope you're awakening to that. I hope you really are. And, and, and the irony, of course, is coming on the knowledge many people have had, we're just getting onto it with the idea that we'll never run out of oil. We've got all the oil. The earth right. is an oil producing machine. I got another note on that from Scott Matura from in Montana. And he said, uh, yesterday you were discussing the supply of fossil fuels in Mother Earth. I had a conversation with a guy, and to save Kenny the question as to who, his name is John Ardell. He's a Scottish fellow I used to cook for down on Sanibel Island at the and at the time was Exxon's top geologist. I was cooking for a group of guys down there during the BP pipe break in the Gulf. It had just happened, and BP was telling the world it would be capped and fixed within the week. He said, not a chance. It'll take more like 90 to 100 days, and if you recall, that's almost exactly what it was. The conversation of petroleum and oil on the planet came up. He calmly and matter-of-factly said, there is plenty of oil on this planet. Humans will never run out. 
He also said that what no one is talking about is how we are going back and exploring what we thought were tapped out pockets under the earth, only to find them refilled, so to speak. Huh. That piggybacks on what we learned yesterday about oil being produced abiotically. Yeah, I couldn't explain it to Gabe. Gabe challenged me on that. Yeah. Back to Kamala. She didn't really commit any gaffes, but she, no. she stayed in her golden book level of maturity. There was really nothing said there. This was a completely, as all political performances are in either party, uh, especially the days after a State of the Union address, this was purely political theater that had nothing to do with anything. To, to corroborate your opinion about this being ideology, case in point, the new, this, this news site that I pulled this clip from, mm -hmm. you know how they'll have you know, on their websites that'll have the subcategories. So, for instance, News, U.S. news, politics, world. So there's these other things you can click on. Oh, I, I'm interested in what happens to be going on in health news right now. Mm -hmm. One of the tabs in there is climate change. Mm -hmm. And I've mm -hmm. seen that on various other news sites. But now that's the, its own subdivision of the news. Mm -hmm. Well, there's not much to be mined there. Uh, the VP came to, uh, to the state and uh, was here briefly and patted some workers on the back up at the American Flyer Company, which turns out apparently is Canadian. And uh, didn't the Metro Transit have to put in the can uh, one of the electric buses they bought that didn't work? Oh, yeah, no. they, they pulled them. Yeah, yep. it didn't work. But they peter out about halfway through the route? I, I don't know, but I, I think that uh, I, I just remain uh, of the belief that uh, electric is not the way to go. But it's it's part of this movement to gain the power and to control the power. And you're being sold on the idea that it's being done for the earth. It is not. It's harmful to the earth. It's harmful to the children who have to do the mining. And in the same administration that wishes desperately for you to go to electric is preventing any mining for the stuff here. Mm. You know, and again, that's a tough one. We all love our boundary waters. Uh, but you're, you're, where are you going to allow it? Where are you going to allow the mining? Got to draw Just the let line. China do it all and sure. become further beholden to them? Yes. What's wrong with that? Man, what a bunch of B as in B, S as in F. It's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. And uh, she was here and she's gone now. And It is great. That, that news clip, though, when she's speaking, it's a crowd of, I would say, I don't know, 100, 150 well, the people. people who work here, I guess. But the crowd, every single one of them, because the camera is in the very back of the room, mm -hmm. every single one of them has their cell phone up because they've got to chronicle the event. Well, they, and they, they, we learned that they were, they were schooled pretty well how to behave, and I'm mm -hmm. sure they would have behaved anyway. It's the vice president. The vice president in your house. You're going to be polite and, sure. and what have you. And, That's a big uh, deal. And she stood there with that grin, nodding her points. Yeah. <laughs> Howard writes, let me get this straight. Check this out. We just went through an incident involving a Minnesota state-run program that allowed taxpayers to be defrauded out of $250 million. Our Democrat-controlled Minnesota legislature just passed a bill for a food program that ensure school kids get breakfast and lunch regardless of their socioeconomic status. This program will be run by the state of Minnesota, the same state that blew it on the food fraud. What could go wrong? Mm -hmm. 
It's a tragedy that politicians can't be sued for incompetence, stupidity, or at the very least, indifference. They are utterly indifferent to those of us who base our decisions on history, fact, logic, and reason. It is becoming increasingly evident that only interests they serve are their own, and it is done under the guise of social justice. They are repugnant, still fighting for the center. He's referring to the House of Reps voted 70 to 58 yesterday to pass a bill, House File 5, which would institute a universal no-cost meals across the entire state the bill now heads to the Minnesota Senate. If the Senate votes to pass the bill, Governor Walls will surely sign it as one of his priorities. It's hard to learn when you're hungry. The DFLers are acting today to help make sure Minnesota's children aren't hungry at school, but that they are ready to learn, Speaker Melissa Hortman said. When kids come to school in the morning, all of them should be able to go to the cafeteria and get breakfast to start off the day. And at lunch, everyone should get a meal. DFLers are working to ensure our children have every opportunity to succeed. Walz's administration estimates the proposal will cost $389 million wow. over the next hey. two years and wow. $424 million in the two years after that. Yes, you in the back. Um, I have two children that attend elementary school, mm -hmm. and they usually bring a lunch with them every day. This program already exists for kids that need a meal, mm -hmm. that need breakfast. But it's, this it's, is for everybody. That's right. What I'm saying, Kenny, is there's already programs in place where, let's say, poor little Billy or little Susie or whatever they identify as these days, if they're if they want breakfast, it's available to them at no charge. If they need lunch, it's available to them at no charge. You're you're missing an important ingredient. That does not reflect equity. Oh, for Christ's sake. It doesn't reflect equity. I suppose. And and you don't want to shame some kid who can't afford the damn lunch. So therefore you get muffy from Lake Minnetonka is also but also gonna get that's, lunch. But that's my point. No one knows whether or not that kid is on the program or not. Well, but that's the reason. No, you're right. I'm just saying that th this is nonsense. And how much of that will be stolen? Because the people Walls has running things aren't very good at it. They're not very good no. at running things. No, they're not. So how much of this will be stolen? That's an outrageous amount of money. $389 million to feed the kids for the next two years. Why does it shoot up to $424 million in the two years after that? Well, and how many people will this employ? And how many uh, fraud opportunities will this present? How much of the surplus is paying for this? I, I don't know. And then how much? Is, quite a bit. And then how much are our taxes going to go up after that runs out? This is one of those things we'll be paying for perpetually. Well, this this state might seriously struggle to recover after another Walls administration. Right. After another Walls four years. So when you break that down. Oh, wait, what, and what will he care? He'll have four, five, six public pensions to retire. Right, on. right. Divided by 12, excuse me, divided by two. Why does it go up 424 million? Two, 424 million. I did it by 12 per month, but there's not 12 months of a school year. There's only, there's only nine. There is if you're fraudulent. That's true. But that's <laughs> $21 million every month for this program. Man, you kids, you better wow. be eating well.
That can't be right. I did divided by two, which was 194 wow. million. Those are expensive wow. chicken nuggets. And, and I did nine months, right? Yeah. Because June, July, and August, we don't have school. That's $21.6 million every month for this state. And who's going to handle that? The Department of Education, which already has been hoodwinked on a quarter of a billion dollar food fraud, wow. and whose leaders slipped away conveniently enough without ever having to talk to the public. And the other thing is you can't even t tabulate that based upon each kid that's enrolled in public school because not every kid in public school is going to be part of this. But we're talking some really high-quality meals here, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you ain't talking hash. Right. This this isn't just a cup of mixed vegetables and some filet. We're getting right? filet. We're getting the real Spanish rice. Spanish rice is fantastic. What the hell was Spanish rice? Oh, I love well, Spanish it's rice. rice. Then it's uh, Spanish. They got some ingredients in it. Oh, uh, can hold stuff please. in there. Yeah. Can you hold please? Right. I have to eat my rice. Yeah, take a break if you want. Give me the sign like that. You know, you can wash down. That large meal the state's providing you with good, clean water. No, not that, Joe. That would be a disgusting way to wash that down. Right. Hofferman Water can provide that nice, clean water for you and your family. I'm a living example. I've been a proud customer of Hofferman for one, two, three, four, six years now. And I love my Hofferman Water system. You will, too. Hofferman Water offers sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems. That includes water softeners iron rust and odor filtration systems and drinking water systems that new system from Connecticut will cut down on that salt usage and it's also going to protect your appliances you get that new system and your showers are better so is your laundry and of course your drinking water so do this get in touch with my friends at hofferman water today 952-894-4040 that's 952-894-4040 or just look them up online. You can see every system they have to offer on their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here in the Garage Logic Podcast. What a sham. I wish Height would have stayed. What's wrong with him? He said when he got here, he said, Joe's going to want me to stay to do the show, but I don't have any news prepared. <laughs> well, so what? Just stay here and be part of the gang. Hang out? Part of the gang. Yeah. Why are you wearing your awards again? I didn't take them off yet. Because I don't want to leave them anywhere. If I leave it here, then I have to... Uh, it would get stolen. Well, then that cost me 250 bucks. But more importantly, I wouldn't be able to perform my job in these secure areas. Um, the bowels of the airport. Let's do this. Who's making sure batteries aren't checked in luggage? Uh, they're they're um, asked about oh, that at the ticket. That's, that's not good enough. We're checking into Cabo, right? Yep. And you got to hit the button. Sure, it's a serious process. <clears throat> Actually, I was quite impressed. Oh, really? Okay. So you hit the button, and it, the green light comes on, or the red light comes on. Yep. So it's most mostly couples or families yeah. or whatever. So there's a couple probably in their 30s mid 30s that are about 10 you're in front of him. us no you're, you're gonna love this joe so you Why got not? your luggage you hit the button red light comes on Ooh. and he had that whole f uh -oh. he took off seriously he took off running and i looked at jess and i said well i'm sure he's got nothing on. Oh, <laughs> oh my god 
And you can't run. They're, I was going to catch you. Where are you going to go? They have all your shit. Right, you have nothing, nowhere to go. There's oh an God, interesting, uh, there's an interesting article from the American Experiment in March of 21 about Metro Transit pulling the plug on the electrics. Yep. It's uh, short and to the sweet. Uh, it's short and sweet and gets right to the your, point. Love your copy. I'll have you do Masonic here. Because Kenny just has the one today. Are you going to do anything on the, uh, or wait, no, John did that yesterday. Did I'm coming back with Angie Craig. Okay. In 21, an electric bus costed 1.2 million while, it, costed, while a diesel bus costed $748,000. Yep. But Kamala said yesterday that diesel, that's poison. Yeah. God, I wish people would wake up. I'm giving up hope that people in this state will wake up. <clears throat> I like okay, the point you make, and I don't think you make it enough that this is, and you just made it in the last uh, 20 minutes, how this is just simply government controlling our lives. It's, it, it's growing exponentially that that's what it is. Yeah, and I think you're right on to keep hammering on that point. And once people wake up to that, maybe things will change. I hope we don't wake up too late. <clears throat> I'm ready, Reese. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Suits, you ready? Yep. Let's look at his watch. All right, I'm rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. You know, this week we welcomed the Minnesota Masonic Charities. We've been learning a little bit about these guys. Do you know that the Masons of Minnesota have been operating a beautiful nursing home in South Bloomington for more than 100 years? You probably didn't know that. From its beginning in 1918, a purchase of a 271-acre estate owned by Marion W. Savage, the owner of the famous pacing horse, Dan Patch. Dan Patch. Dan Patch was craning on that campus. The compassionate care has continued into the 21st century with its continuum of care community. Throughout their long history, Minnesota Masonic Home has provided a beautiful and comforting home for thousands of Minnesotans. But wait, there's more. They recently learned that Newsweek magazine rated the Minnesota Masonic Home the best, yes, the best, the 2023 number one living community for seniors in the state of Minnesota. Now, that's a badge of honor. Garage Logic has a history of working with champions. And Minnesota Masonic Home is proud to be in that good company. For more information, go to mnmasonichomes.org. mnmasonichomes.org. I can see it right there. Rank number one, Minnesota Masonic Home Care in Bloomington. And they've got 214 beds, and they've got a wonderful, wonderful people behind them. Check them out online, mnmasonichomes.org. Yeah, you guys, we're proud to partner with you. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for uh, hopping on Garage Logic, and I can't wait to tell you more next week about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Let's turn to Angie Craig for a moment, shall we? Okay. Because uh, I've detected something. What you got, Holmes? 
And I don't think I'm off base. It took till the fourth period. She was hit in an elevator. He's okay. Uh, it turns out it was some homeless guy who uh, tried to attack her in an elevator at her apartment building in Washington, D.C. And she, to her credit, she fought the guy off, called 911, bing, bang, boom. Yep. It took until the fourth paragraph to hear this. There was no evidence that the assault was politically motivated. Okay. We didn't think there was. Uh, Nick Cole, her chief of staff, we didn't think it was politically Yeah, motivated. that didn't occur to me. Angie, what you dealt with was the real life that dozens and dozens and dozens of women in Minneapolis and St. Paul have experienced in the last year. And here's what I'm noting, we'll continue to read. House Majority, House Majority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said in a statement that he asked the House Sergeant-at-Arms and Capitol Police to work with Craig her wife, Cheryl Green, and their sons to ensure their safety. Although bruised, Representative Craig still took part in houseboats later in the day while in our nation's capital and at home in Minnesota. While we we will be there for Angie in any way that she needs in the aftermath of this very difficult situation, Jeffrey said. Were you there for all the women in the Twin Cities? You get hammered like this every day yeah. in broad daylight? Because you see what you're driving at here? There'll yeah. be a test here. There's They're gonna be a test. To, yeah. Craig, who was elected to a third term in November, lives in Prior Lake, rents an apartment near Washington Union Station. Uh, uh Angie is tough, man. She voted yesterday. Angie's tough as nails, and she immediately got back to the work and voted on the House floor, tweeted Minnesota. I'm reading from the Star Tribune, uh, tweeted Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, Governor Tim Walls, who is in Washington. I'm glad to have met with her this morning to hear she's doing well. I'm glad she is too. A Metropolitan Police Department report said Craig saw an individual in the lobby of her apartment acting erratic if he was under the influence. Craig said good morning to the man as she entered the elevator to go to her apartment. He followed her into the elevator and began to randomly do push-ups. Let me stop right there. Yeah. If the door to the elevator was still opened, yeah. Uh, get the hell out of the elevator, right. Angie. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah, riding on anyone with anyone doing push-ups. But you don't know that the elevator door was open. I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, no, but it. when you're standing there and the homeless guy follows you in, get, you, get turn, out of the elevator. you turn on your heel. But see, you. they don't know real life. They yeah. don't know it. Right. He then reportedly punched her chin with his fist and grabbed her by the neck. Police said... Craig defended herself by tossing hot coffee at the assailant. Well, that's good. He fled before officers arrived. The case was under investigation. I was shocked and horrified to hear that Representative Angie Craig was assaulted this morning. It's a relief to hear that the injuries sustained by Representative Craig are not dire, and I wish her a speedy recovery. DFL Party Chair Ken Martin said in a statement, well, Ken, you're among the phonies I'm about to exclude here in a moment. I am grateful the D.C. police responded quickly to the situation, and I hope the assailant will be swiftly brought to justice. There is a thin veneer here, uh, and it's not so much in this Star Tribune story, but it was on. It, it, it's pretty much everywhere you heard traditional news gathering efforts yesterday, nightly news, Washington Post, whatever you wanted to go to. There's a thin veneer that is screaming to say, we are politicians and we're under attack. Hmm. No, you're not. You're not under attack. You dealt with uh, 
you dealt with the kind of people that everyday Americans are dealing with all the time. Right. And they desperately want us to believe that they're a, they're a royalty of sorts. Ah, uh, you just stole my words. Dang it. They're a royalty. I've been waiting of, to use that. They're a royalty of sorts, and they, they uh, should never have to suffer these kinds of indignities. And, and basically, they're, they were just itching to say it was because she's a liberal Democrat, right. yep. which isn't the case nope. by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm not suggesting Angie saying this. Right. It's 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 that veneer. It's the it's haymakers. It's, oh, it's it's the combination of capital security, yep. walls, the head of the DFL party, yep. and all of the media that have been, you know, Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, and everybody that's been stroking her since this happened. And like you mentioned briefly, do you think they would do this for any one of the people that voted for them? living here in Minnesota. No, and they're of course and, not. And, and they take no responsibility for the impact they've had on the American judicial system over the last 25 years. Right. That has resulted in more and more people attacking people who get on elevators. Oh, I, I'm willing to bet it doesn't even occur to them. No. Uh, so keep that in mind, euphorians, people in liberal lakes and diversityville, when you read these stories, what you're really being asked to believe is that the royalty was offended, that they, they, they encountered an indignity that should absolutely not befall them. Well, BS, they're just like us when they're reminded that they're just like us. Mm. When well, they, they pretend they are during uh, election cycles. Right. You're, you're not like us. You live in a rarefied, special atmosphere, and uh, occasionally the real world breaks through like it did yesterday with Craig. Now, again, uh, Angie Craig has not said any of this. I'm not putting words in her mouth. But the tribe she lives yes. in has made, it, that trial balloon. has made it desperately clear that they want you to believe that what they stand for and their nobility and their fight for the American public has resulted in them being threatened. B.S. You know what's clear here? She she clearly would have been much safer riding that Jeep to Cottage Grove. Yeah. And Angie, how often do you ride light rail when you're in town? Zero. (laughs) Come on. Uh, And again, i got to keep saying it's so euphorians who read with their lips moving. Don't don't get me wrong. Angie's not saying any of this. She she just said, yes, yeah, I'm homeless guy getting on the elevator. I yeah. threw coffee in his face and I got him. So bang, bang, boom, she's okay. Well, we sure are lucky Jason Lewis wasn't uh didn't get elected because he would have run out like a chicken, you know? Yeah. I don't even know. Does he drink coffee? I don't know. He would have had to have a hot. He probably does push ups though. So that's my speech on Angie Craig. Uh well, it's, it's always actually, terrible to get attacked, but I know people who have been. Matthew, and I haven't heard a word from you. Angie Such, or anybody? Such yeah. Matthew brought up a good point. What if? I mean, do you want to play what if? What if it was um, Jason or some other oh, Republican? Okay, let's play what if. I don't think great sentiments would have been expressed. I don't right, think that right. uh, Hakeem Jeffries would have rubbed <laughs> his hands together in anguish. Those would have popped him in the face, I bet. I would hope. I would hope. Well, he did have that ad where he was shooting the gun. <laughs> but Angie, yeah. you now have joined the world of the rest of us who now have to tell the women in our world, yeah. your head's got to be on a swivel, baby. 24 hours a 24 day. hours a day. You better watch where you are. Watch where you're parked. Watch where you get on an elevator with. 
Watch everything. That's the real world, Angie. And again, I, I keep saying, Angie didn't bring this up. It's the people around her who are, well, they take these opportunities to create the impression that the good efforts they make on behalf of the American people uh, well, result in them being under attack. No, you got some fruitcake who didn't even know who you were. Walls' statement sounded like he had stopped and visited a friend that was in a high-speed right. crash involving a semi, and he barrel-rolled and ended up in a lake and was hanging on by a thread. And he was touch and go for yeah. a while. Yeah. It was just over the top. And I'm glad you're fine, Angie. And, and uh, I think she had a little bruise on her cheek there when she was doing some stuff. But when you made the comparison with Lewis, I was about ready to say it wouldn't have happened because obviously she was targeted because she was female. Because this chicken-ass homeless guy. Yeah wasn't going to go after something. You know, we see that all the time in Minneapolis and then St. Paul. Yeah, and then he strengthened up for you doing some push-ups. Right. <laughs> and then once he got his push-ups, yeah. then he could head the Let's power. go. Well, I'm glad she fought the guy off. But don't fall for the BS, people. That third rail is so entrenched and so defined in their minds that it's uh, Wouldn't this unfathomable to them. Again, not to place blame on Angie because she didn't deserve this to happen, but isn't this also part of what these types of policies from the left have, have led to. Oh, that's what Joe brought up. I yeah. Said, and said, nobody's going to bring that up no. like, because it doesn't even occur to them. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. The fact that when we try to clear out a homeless encampment in, <laughs> right. in, in right. the city here, it's met with protests and everything else. Well, what do you want people to do? Here? Or two 15-year-olds hijack a car. They're back on the street by 4 p.m. Right. And, and uh, that's you, Angie. That's you and your crowd. And uh, well, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, Joe, go read the comments on uh, the, the stores closing in North Minneapolis with Aldi and uh, Walgreens. These idiots have zero clue of reality. Well, Aldi's closed because their lease expired. Well, why well, do you think they didn't renew their lease? There's two reasons they gave that their lease was expiring, but they, from what I understand, uh, they haven't been told they can't rent there. And number two, they wanted to do some renovations to accommodate their bigger product line. But I think underlying, and they're not saying uh, what they're not saying is exactly what Chris is trying to say. Yeah. Too much theft? Oh, my God. Just, it's, it's, it's right in the heart of it. Yeah. Not only that, there's active crime rings that operate in their parking lots. Mm -hmm. Walgreens reported $150,000 worth of theft last year alone. Mm -hmm. And plus... People don't want to work there. Why would you want to deal with that as a job? Mm -hmm. Well, all, all the criminal element does is make life hard for a mom who's trying to run the street. 100% agree. 100% you know. agree. Do we have to pay reparations to carjackers in the event that comes up? I, I don't want to pay any reparation money to a carjacker. Well, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. If some people get their way, maybe we will. Let's move on to our... You know, we completely missed it yesterday, and I'm not interested enough to go back, but I bet they were beauties. We got so tied up yesterday, we never got to the little guy, Fry. Yeah. Was uh, he, he announced his five priorities for Minneapolis. Do you still have that, Kenny? Um, I don't know what they were. I forgot to read it. Five I, whole priorities. Five See, priorities for Minneapolis. More I don't know. It's probably in there. It was on yesterday's front page, and I uh, I think one of you could find it real quickly. 
don't know. You'll have to find it on the internet. I don't have it. I'm going to pull it up right now. Was it in the strip? Yeah, it was the front page of yesterday's Star Tribune. Fry's five priorities for the city of Minneapolis. You could say this will be true the closer you get to every city in this uh, every city in this country with the tallest building. Uh, a, cu- a couple of them weren't bad. I don't know any of them. That's where Jacob Fry lays out his five. There they are. Okay. Now just find me the five. Are they bullet pointers? Hang we have on, to read the whole damn thing. I got oh, here we go. Here we go. Through it. Point one. Yep. Housing and homelessness. Okay. The number you want the definition or you just want the bullet points here just the bullet points number two public safety okay you already got about 15 people we don't even know who's in charge okay Mm, number three three climate change see that shouldn't be on the list Uh, right number four yep economic inclusion and recovery well that's that that that's a class you can't flunk that 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 sounds like reparations i need to i need to read this one it's just a paragraph Economic inclusion recovery initiatives using city and federal funds are underway or in development to help black, indigenous and people of color owned businesses and entrepreneurs own their own businesses and real estate. Fry also said he wants to prepare the city for potential full legalization of marijuana, including licensure and planning for a smooth transition for small business owners with a focus on supporting communities most impacted by the failed policies of prohibition. Number five on the five bullet points. This is his fifth priority. Good governance. Oh, my God. Had no shot at that. As part of adapting the executive branch of City Hall to the new strong mayor structure, Fry said he wants to return the city's workforce and basic city services to pre-pandemic levels with an eye on racial equity. Well, well, in the meantime, (laughs) back at the ranch. It's funny. I try to conjure up an opinion on this, try to work myself up into a tizzy about some of these points, and then I remember... Uh, all I have to do is look out the, the out the window, and I see nothing but fields and trees. So yes, I, in the back. I don't care. We glossed over. Care. We glossed over a big one with the yes. climate change bullet point. Yes. I'm so sorry, but I have. I must do this. What to a you. shame! With more details to be rolled out this year, Fry wants the city to focus on cutting greenhouse gas emission with a specific focus on reducing racial disparities, according to a statement from his office. Oh, the twenty no 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 oh, no 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 twenty twenty three budget includes five hundred thousand dollars for businesses to convert to solar power and improve energy efficiency and seven hundred thousand dollars combined with two million to three million in federal funds. There is no such thing as federal funds. That's your money to expand electric vehicle charging stations. Sure. Imagine the globe. Every, everyone's. The Imagine Bus Company. Everyone imagine a globe. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now take a hat pin. Okay. And just put the pin on the Nicollet Mall. Okay. And on the globe. Right there. There's a hat pin on the Nicollet Mall. Yeah. Which would be the center of downtown Minneapolis where they want to be carbon free. Does anyone with, with even a half a brain think that that would make any difference to the world? If Minneapolis heated its business buildings with solar. You're, there's your hat pin 
on Minneapolis. There's the big globe. That's okay. a big globe. There's a little, there's a little pinprick right there yep. in downtown Minneapolis. I see a red. You red. think that air is going to, that air is just going to stay right there. You're going to create, you're going to create air with no carbon in it. And that's just going to stay right We've there. We've got clean air. Because there's no wind the way you want wind, though. No, no wind. You want wind for, for the windmill. Right. But it can't be any wind. And you bitch about the sun because it makes things too hot, but you need the sun for the solar panels. Well, that's what Gates is going to do. He's going to spray that crap in the air. And None then gonna... of these people can hide the fact that this has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. Because it doesn't even stand 30 seconds of scrutiny. The air over Minneapolis right now just changed. Oh, right. And we didn't even pause. We didn't even pause, right? Well, it just changed again. Changed again. Now it's over St. Paul. Oh, like oh we got Minneapolis here. Oh, oh, just change again. It went out of St. Paul. Um, in the meantime, yes? Well, I, I was looking at his bullet point of housing and homelessness. And, and while I agree with him, it's a problem. What they fail to address is why it's a problem. Because their, their comeback to that is affordable housing, affordable housing, affordable, affordable housing. Home. But the problem that the likes of Jacob Fry or Ilhan Omar or whoever, it's it's a drug addiction problem. This right. has nothing to do with the fact that Bert Homeless Guy can't afford a $1,500 rent payment. That's not the problem. The problem is Bert's hooked on. He just shouldn't spend the $1,500 on fentanyl. Correct. In the meantime, the city of Minneapolis. Yeah. In the, is in the city of Minneapolis, <laughs> the responsibility of clearing sidewalks after a winter storm falls on the shoulders of home and property owners. But a new push by Our Streets Minneapolis is aiming to change that. Ah, you know our friends at Our Streets yeah, Minneapolis. Guys, they just work on this. A long-held, back-breaking winter chore. This is Fox 9. Whoever wrote this should be have honey put on them and let ants crawl over them. Cool. A long, I'm just kidding. That's wrote this, hard. Nick, I'm kidding. Uh, a long-held, back-breaking winter chore might not be a concern for Minneapolis residents much longer. Because you shouldn't have any concerns. As city council members are proposing an analysis to consider how a citywide sidewalk plowing and snow removal program might work. Hmm. Minneapolis City Council's Public Works and Infrastructure Committee will consider a proposal during its Feb 16 meeting. That's next week. The city will seek a comprehensive analysis of how a sidewalk plowing and snow removal program could be fully implemented by January of 2027. So they only need five years of planning. Huh? In short, shoveling sidewalks after snowstorms would now be the city's responsibility and no longer oh, be subject to ticketing should the walkway remain unclear 72 hours later. The analysis will provide fiscal data of a three-year phased-in municipal sidewalk plowing and snow removal program that encompasses the entire city sidewalk network. They've expanded them. It would include a breakdown of current and projected staffing that might be able to handle the task. The program would begin with a 298-mile pedestrian priority network 
right in 2024 that yep. expand to include the entire 2000 wow. mile plus city sidewalk network by 2027. Wow. The analysis will seek to include potential costs for equipment and maintenance, labor costs, staffing and training needs. How exciting. I can't wait until this is implemented. Recommendations will be presented to the committee no later than March 30 of this year. Snow-covered sidewalks have long posed mobility issues for the elderly and those with disabilities. Previously, nonprofit organizations such as Our Streets Minneapolis helped residents overcome the icy burden. I doubt that. I doubt it. Based on what I know of the members of our streets, Minneapolis, I'm having a hard time seeing any of them out there with a shovel. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not going to do the dirty work. Come on, Joe. Come on. If Minneapolis is going to become a truly walkable city year-round, we need to do a much better job of shoveling sidewalks. Our streets, Minneapolis Executive Director Ashwat Narian told Fox 9 in March of 2022. The analysis would also include an assessment of current snow and ice removal programs and contractual programs currently utilized for snow removal. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? Imagine. Joe, this is going to be the biggest disaster oh, God, to yes. ever hit the city. Or as Tom writes, they'll have to hire a consulting company to do a study and form a committee to select a commission to have meetings to propose a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so are they going to be city workers or are they going to contract with independent contractors? They will have to hire a consulting firm to do a study and form a committee to select a commission to have meetings to propose a plan. No, I, I, I we don't know. And they don't know. But this will be more money from the taxpayer's pocket flushed down the drain. Oh, God, I can't wait till this happens. This is going to be so awesome. It's going to be such a colossal failure. It's just going to be awesome. And all you're going to awesome. hear is money being flushed down the drain. People oh, are want... not, oh, my God, it's going to take them forever to get 2,000 miles. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I want, and I don't want much. All I want is the cheap ass beforeins to buy some salt. How long does it take to shovel the average drive or sidewalk in Minneapolis? Um, Can't even free you. You had a sidewalk, right? Yeah, we, we did front and back. Yeah, you know, 35 minutes to 40 minutes on a heavy snowfall, light snowfall, 10, 15 minutes. Is that really that much? Thing? Did anyone in St. Paul get a ticket? I mean, they always threaten these tickets. Has anyone ever actually gotten a ticket for not shoveling their sidewalk? I, I do know somebody that did in Minneapolis. Because in St. Paul, you you could you could make a billion dollars on fines. Yeah, yeah, you could. I thought a council member was wasn't a council member repeatedly fined. Yeah, or was Lisa, that for grass? No, that was that fruitcake that went to Duluth. Yeah. Was it Bender? Bender. Lisa Bender. Yes. Bender. Um. Someone just sent in the CARE 11 story to the free school meals. Yeah. Did you see what their headline is? I didn't. Um, and this is from Bill. CARE 11 tw- uh, headline. The bill to provide universal free school meals could save families from $800 to $1,000 per year on food costs if approved, to which he said, 
who's paying for the free food? Well, not only could it save them 800 to 1,000, which they'll need for their increased taxes. Right. But is that what this is part of? I don't know. What it's part of is that we're in the grips of really bad leadership, and we're not going to get out of it anytime soon. This, Joe, this no-shoveling fiasco mm-hmm. could be what finally turns Minneapolis around and turns them from democratic policies. Because you know how long winter is in the city. It just goes Seven on. Months. It goes on forever. Cabin fever kicks in, what, the end of January. Yep. And when these people are met by this disaster and they get a big 12-incher in January or February and their walks aren't shoveled for three days, mm-hmm. that could change things. That, then you're going to see some real outrage. But, but you think so, Kenny, or will the blame just be placed on somebody else? Chris, I'm just killing time here. I couldn't care less. <laughs> all, all I want, I, I just want this to fail miserably. I so I really, I really want it to happen. Eat popcorn and watch it fail miserably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got I just, your cabin fever right here. Oh, what do you got? Get ready for your first round of the 2023 Minnesota golf season, all while saving money and having a great, Ticket benefits. The 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, Feb 24. We'll be there through Sunday, Feb 26. Uh, This is a live podcast. We'll be there. Food, beverages, the 19th hole lounge, great deals on equipment, balls, T-shirts, you name it, shoes, get lessons. Tickets are on sale now for, for six bucks. This is getting better by the day. Let's go. Tickets are on sale right now for just $6 with the promo code GOLFER. And includes 14 free rounds from TwinCitiesGolf.com. Hey, you'd go to the golf show if you had what I have. What do you got? Six, Six bucks. bucks. Yeah. Hey, get a pencil and paper. Six bucks. Go to TwinCitiesGolf.com. That's a $500 value plus a coupon for 20 bucks off at PGA Tour Superstore. Go to minnesotagolfshow.com, presented by Choice Bank. And thanks in part to Nelson Marine, Waggle Golf, X Golf Minnesota, Lift Bridge Brewing, and your select Buick GMC dealerships. Uh, now, when you go to, you guys, you computer people, help me this. Help me with this. Okay. So when you go to minnesotagolfshow.com, There'll be a place to enter a promo code. There you go, yes. And the promo code is GOLFER. You get a ticket to the event for 6 bucks, and you're getting 13 free rounds of golf when the snow melts. I can't offer you a better deal at That's all. a steal. Neither can the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show offer you a better deal than that. It's all at the Minneapolis Convention Center. <laughs> What is the line, Joe? Guy walks into the bar. Says, we line up. Uh, what does it go? I want 10 shots of your finest whiskey. Everything off the top shelf. And he drinks a gentle Mally. Uh, he said, I've never seen a guy drink like this. Yeah. Before. He says, well, you'd be drinking like this if you had what I had. Oh, man, I'm sorry. What do, what do you got? What about three bucks. <laughs> Love that. That's great when Carl tells it. Yeah. You'd be drinking them if you had what I had. That was my uh, oh my Sun Country delay joke. What do you have? About six bucks. Should we end it or should I do one more bit? Yeah, I need another segment out of you. I just said, oh, it's only one o'clock. Right. Oh, I thought it was one thirty. Seems like it.
<laughs> you know why? You got here early. That's why. Yeah, it threw me off. Threw off your timing. Why'd you come here early? There's certain websites oh, I didn't Adam. even. What's this? Oh no. What is it? Ça n'est pas une emergency. And no Patrick today. Nope. What's he doing? Uh, I'm not sure. It's at the golf show. That's how it's starting. Dang it. What did he dump us for? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's writing or he's got oh, I still Yeah, your nugget. My nugget. Kenny, let's get a stiefum out of you here. <laughs> Can you do a um? Will you do a, a search for something called the stink blocker in the audio? I don't know if it made the cut or not. This was. <laughs> what are you laughing? At? Stink uh, I got a text from uh, Angie, who's listening in the council. Got it. She's a former resident of Minneapolis. You mean stink bomb goes off? No. It's called stink. It's blocker. not Pauline. It's Bradley who wants to. That's not it. It's not stink. in there. It was a fake Super Bowl that we did a long time ago. For this show? Yeah. Well, I think long you remember Bob Lang. I think it was Bob Lang and I, even David Ruth. That's how far back it was. I don't have anything with block, uh, blocker okay. or stink. Let's go. That's all right. It was a long shot. <laughs> the stink blocker. Do you talk to Morgan about Morgan appearing? Oh, he's got his headphones off. He does. Oh, yeah, he does. The Reverend is all over this uh, Walgreens and all these stuff. Wait, what's he saying? He's basically saying, "Well, hey, you parents are letting your kids just, you know, ransack these places." Hey, Kenny. Start? Yes, sir. You want to be in charge of Georgie? She <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> "Well, okay." Did you hear what he okay. said? Okay, this no, is weird. My headphones your headphones were off, and I didn't realize it. And I said, "Is." Have you talked to Morgan about coming on the show? Yeah. Wow, that is weird. She said, I have broadcast quality equipment. I use to do commercials. Just send me a clue and I'll record it and send it using her tone. Perfect. Maybe Morgan could do something uh, criticizing you for your desire to create another state. Oh, there you go. Um. I think I lost your number in that uh, iPhone catastrophe. One of you are going to have to forward me. Um, uh, I might and, have it. I, know, I don't have the number. She's no dummy. She's working at home, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, QPK. Yeah, I don't have her anymore. I got it. You want it? Yeah. Six one. No, um, I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> Do you know how to forward yeah, contact? No, I don't know. Rook, rookie's got Way it. too difficult for me. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. 
The FBI paid Twitter over three and a half million of taxpayers to censor stories. Wow. Yeah, that's one that Joe should really be paying attention Holy to. Holy shit, Joe, you should really be paying what? attention to this. The FBI paid Twitter over three and a half million dollars of taxpayer money to censor stories, including the Hunter Biden laptop story. 53% of Americans made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story would have changed their vote in 2020. Kenny, I'm sending you two. Wolf. Because I All don't right. know. All right. Uh, that's um, that's eye-raising. What site are you reading? This is a news story from... from? <clears throat> Who is this person? This is... Oh, this is a representative. Representative Elise Stefanik. Are you reading this on Twitter? From her account, but proud representative of New York's 21st Congressional District, House Republican Conference Chair. This is part of it. There's a, what would you call it? Um, a uh, Help me, Kenny. A house briefing. Help me. Help me. Help me. Going on right now. That's a that's kind of a big deal. Okay, back to the show. Are we ready? Um, not quite. Yep. Is Kenny doing something? He is. He need, I need a sea phone from him. Wait a second. This isn't working out. How do I erase that? Can't help you. Can't help you. Help you. All right, let's just go for it. <clears throat> All right. Let me get rid of that. Okay, I'm rolling. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Uh, so I'm assuming you have your uh, mechanic right there in the vehicle with you? Oh, no, no, not actually, not Jim Bob from the station. I mean the can of seafoam deep creep and a can of seafoam engine treatment. That's what they are, mechanics in a can. Keep them right there in the vehicle. The engine treatment's going to keep that motor happy, running strong, lubricating stabilizing fuel doing it all and of course the deep creep anything that uh, screeches or creaks or gets sticky hit it with the deep creep that's doors uh, tailgates oh you know what else uh, deep creep works great on firearms next time you're cleaning your guns keep a can of deep creep ready it's our local company and it's available all over the globe and truly a couple of wonderful miracle products seafoam I'm reading from the uh, Sahan Journal, which is a uh, Somali-run newspaper. They've done some interesting work in the last few years. If I'm not mistaken, they were the yes. outfit that broke the Hamlin story of the Muslim student who was offended because even having been forewarned, she saw some depiction of Muhammad in a class. Didn't they also break the food fraud? Story? I believe so. No, not food fraud. Yeah, food fraud, daycare did. fraud. Yeah. Uh, good for them. And this is a story in the Sahan Journal dated Feb 8, so just two days ago, by Becky Dernbach. So uh, I, I 
must credit Sahan Journal with this. We have Hamlin back in the news. What are we doing? Well, it's the second time in recent months that Muslim students at uh, Hamlin have raised objections to art displayed. Uh, both artists, born 700 years apart, have roots in Persian culture. At Hamlin University, a student objected to a medieval painting of the Prophet Muhammad. At McAllister, students criticized contemporary depictions of Muslim women. So there's two colleges in play. Now. Interesting. Both liberal colleges. The dispute at McAllister, an elite college with a focus on internationalism, has so far played out differently than a similar controversy at Hamlin. Hamlin made the national headlines, of course, after a Muslim student objected to a 14th century manuscript depicting the prophet shown during an art history class. The professor, Erica Lopez Prater, had provided verbal and written content warnings for Muslim students. Hamlin chose not to renew her contract, sparking outcry. The professor sued the university for defamation and breach of contract. Uh, Hamlin professors voted, voted overwhelmingly to ask the university president to resign. Uh, what did I just read about Prater's lawsuit? Uh, that's on a separate story on the Sahan Journal. Okay. And uh, you have to be a, I'm, it's, it's above me. It's, I think she wants it in a different court. Yeah, in, is it Ramsey County? Yeah, yeah. in Ramsey County Court instead of um, federal court. Mm-hmm. So they served a new complaint. Well, we learn more about the painting the Muslim student objected to at Hamlin. No, I'm sorry. We're going to go now to McAllister in a new controversy. Okay. At McAllister, students objected to images in an art in an art exhibition by Teravat Talpasand, a contemporary feminist Iranian American artist based in Oregon. Reavers, what are you reading? The article that you're reading. Oh. Some sculptures Stop. and drawings in the... I'm sorry. <laughs> He's still, by the way, I'm following along. All right, great, great. I have a ruler up, and I'm just bringing it down with every Tetris. Some sculptures and drawings in the exhibit depict exposed bodies of Muslim women, women wearing hijabs or niqabs, niqabs. The college responded by closing the exhibit for a weekend holding a community conversation, wow. temporarily shrouding the gallery in black curtains, and then reopening the exhibit with a content warning and frosted glass wow. on some of the gallery windows. In its response, McAllister attempted to balance care for students, respect for diverse voices, and artistic expression. The Law Warshaw Gallery reopened the day after a short pause at McAllister College in an emailed statement this week. During this time, we had several conversations with students, faculty, and staff to consider multiple perspectives from Muslim communities on campus, worked with the artists and supported gallery staff. We also prepared the gallery to prevent unintentional or non-consensual viewing of certain works and added a content warning. Still, McAllister said the art would stay up. What in God's name is non-consensual viewing? That's when you see something accidentally. Non-consensual. I've never heard of that either. Remember, you just can't uh, unsee it. Remember that day we were walking back to the bus from the state fair, and uh, you were looking at a motorcycle, and I was looking at a lady that was topless because she was changing shirts. Oh, 
That was non-consensual viewing. From her standpoint. Or whatever. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, Miguel, it's a great said, example, Kenny. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at this! Look at this chopper. <laughs> Not what? agreed uh, by one or more of the people involved. We recognize and support the value and importance of artistic expression, including provocative art used in protest and activism. Miguel just said, therefore, the exhibit will remain open. We also recognize community impact and understand the pieces in the exhibition have caused harm. The members of our Muslim community. And boy, does the world ever need somebody to say, go bleep yourself. McAllister declined to answer further questions about the complaints raised on Monday when the Sahan Journal visited the gallery and McAllister's Fine Arts Building, the black curtains were gone. Several pieces of purple construction paper lined the double glass doors. Two signs were taped to the doors. One provided a content warning. The other, a student-made flyer asking people not to attend the exhibit and provided a QR code with a link to a petition. Hmm. I can't read this whole thing. Ikran Nur, the junior American studies major who started the petition, kind of ironic, she's an American studies major, but still hasn't really grasped it. You know, we show stuff like this. Uh, who started the petition, said she is one of the few students at McAllister who wears a hijab. She said she supported much of the artwork, but wished the college would take down some of the more explicit pieces. I think a lot of it is really proactive and really supportive of the Iranian women's movement, Ikran said, but the ones that are partially depicting hijabi women and niqabi women, I think those should be put down. Uh, whatever, I don't know. In a phone interview, tell us, Talipsand, 43, the artist, reacted to the weekend closure in the Black Gardens that temporarily covered the glass walls of the exhibit, calling it censorship. She understood the decision to shut down the exhibit for a weekend, she said, and asked for a content warning to be put up. But leaving the petition on the door of the exhibit was a violation, she said. Uh, the artist said, I think it would be reasonable to demand the frosted decals and the petition be removed. Uh... McAllister's decision to keep the art up with a content warning that left both Muslim students and the artist dissatisfied. But the decision has not erupted into a scandal yet. <laughs> Are you familiar with Robert Maplethorpe's self-portrait? Yes, I am. <laughs> the bullwhip? Vaguely. I wonder oh God. if they put that next to one of these sculptures, which one would be more offensive to them? Because this maple thing leaves nothing to the imagination. And it's a bit of a shock if you're not ready. The failed academy <laughs> is greatly helped by Muslim students to bring down the failure of the academy because what the it's, Muslim students do is open the failed academy to whole new ways of being offended. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. 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 Whole new ways. If it's they, like, at the failed academy, is just a bunch of prematurely gray-haired white women. Oh, no, so, we didn't, we didn't I think have, of that. I have the analogy. It's like putting a turbo on wokeism. Yes. <laughs> just yes. put to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> They've given the failed academy <laughs> 
dozens of new reasons <laughs> yes. to point out how children are discomfited by seeing a, an Iranian breast or something. I don't and know what we're that it's here. turned to the art world, mm -hmm. which has reveled in the offensive. Well, uh, one drawing shows Talipasan, since he's an artist, shows Talipasan's mother standing with the woman who funded her education. A phallic arch looms above the women. The descriptive gallery label that accompanies the drawing explains that this arch represents the shadow of male power. What is it, like a, a sword fight going on? Kenny, uh, Kenny, I... <laughs> Another painting created directly on a sheet of Iranian lyles. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Another Better painting created directly on a sheet of Iranian reels, R-I-A-L-S, reels, that have been dosed with LSD, shows a woman slaying a white demon. Well, what other color could there be for a demon? Medieval Persian manuscripts show a male hero slaying the demon. Some of the... Some of the edge, some of the images. I said edges. Yeah, just some of the edges. Some of the images are yet more provocative. One graphite and watercolor drawing shows a man beheading two women. An egg Pampura painting called Muhammad Meets Jesus shows a teddy bear with a Ken doll. An allusion to the Sudanese teddy bear blasphemy case. Well, you remember that case, don't yeah, you? Vividly. Remember that, Kenny? That Sudanese teddy bear blasphemy I'll, I'll case. I'll never ever forget God, it. God, that was earth. It was amazing. It, it really was. was. And some graphite drawings show the bodies of Muslim women wearing hijabs or niqab, clothing that is usually meant to preserve modesty. Two drawings titled Blasphemy Ten and the Blasphemy Nine show a niqab, N-I-Q-A-B. How would you pronounce it? Kneecap. Yeah, yeah, kneecap. Kneecap clad woman pulling up her robe to reveal lingerie underneath. A <laughs> va va voom. Joe would ain't be looking at the car. Ain't nothing you couldn't see in a awards catalog. <laughs> uh, and pulling up to reveal lingerie, a series of porcelain sculptures show women who are entirely covered with a kneecap except for exposed, exaggerated breasts. Well, now we're talking. <sighs> Here we go. Nikon, the student who bitched, found out about the art exhibition from another student, but withheld judgment until she saw the art for herself. She did not attend the exhibition, but saw the art in an exhibit catalog. Okay. So this mm. character hasn't even gone into the gallery, but saw the pictures in a catalog. And she said, I felt just objectified to be honest i felt degraded oh, and dehumanized a, maybe why did you go to mccallister then maybe that's the point that's what art does art can do them anything yeah uh the exhibition just feels a bit targeting because there's not been any that many muslim students here ikran said at a predominantly white institution, when I'm looking at who's attending the Other school, way. who's walking this exhibit, without understanding, it. why did you? Well, go somewhere where there's more Muslim kids then. Yeah.
I guess all the kids are arriving at the conclusion that uh, it's okay so long as you put up the warning. Well, the Sahan Journal doesn't cheat you in copy. This is about no. 19 no. pages long. Right. They're, 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 they put the time in. They're yep. putting the ink. They're Actual the journalists ink. is what they are. Mm-hmm. They got her. Is he good now? The email from Lisa Anderson-Levy. McAllister's executive vice president and provost, and Alina Wong, the vice president for institutional equity. There's a made-up job Mm -hmm. title. How do you get that review? Acknowledges the disrespect, disregard, and invisibility. See, this this no one was happier than Lisa Anderson Dash Levy. She had something just to do that day. day. She was just, her job was just Somebody pointed out a new way to <laughs> be offended. You're, you're right. Yay! <laughs> I get to fire off emails and everything and pretend that I'm actually working. Right. No one was happier than old Lisa. And so she comes up with uh, disrespect, disregard, and invisibility. The many mu- and she's got a little guidebook for all that. Got it. That many Muslim <laughs> students expressed about the art exhibit. The administrators also recognized that other members of the Muslim community found powerful protest and support in Taravat Talapasan's work. That threw Lisa for a loop there. She got counteracted. She didn't know what to do. She went back in her office. As a community, we can hold both of these responses and honor the many interpretations of the exhibition, the email reads. Unfortunately, as the Teravat exhibition was installed, we did not take the steps needed to demonstrate cultural sensitivity and awareness of the possible impact of art. For this and for the harm it caused, we apologize. That's the, that's the director of institutional equity. Mm. Happiest woman on campus. <laughs> uh, I guess the... Uh, you know who's got the sanest view of, of them all? Uh, the artist. Well, yeah. Well, I, I would expect nothing less. She's trying to defend her art. Sounds like a bunch of BS to me. Either way, my artwork is unapologetic. Yeah. She said, "I'd have to see it, and and if I could do it, if I could paint what she's painted, in other words, if it was really bad, then it's not art because I could do it. Right. If well, if I can do it, it's not art." <laughs> Remember the guy who built a yeah. patio and called it a hanging thing? Uh, yeah, where was that? A Dakota symbolic, uh, the stage oh, yes. was Dakota. Yes. Where, well, hell, he went to Menards and he you know, got the plans to build a deck. Well, I can do that. That ain't ours. Well, not ours. well they still caved you, on it. They you can hire somebody. You can hire somebody yeah. to do it. You can supervise. You know what got my attention? And now I feel I need to see it too. Uh, the term exaggerated breaths. Yeah, I'm in. You want to know more about the artist? It's it. kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Talapasand, an assistant professor of art practice <laughs> at Portland State University, that's got to be a failed academy, was born in Oregon to Iranian parents in 1979, the year of Iran's Islamic Revolution. Her work is displayed in museums in L.A., San Francisco, and Boston. She has held exhibitions in New York, Spain, the U.K., Belgium, and Turkey. My artwork is unapologetic, she said in a phone interview. I'm making work that's finding the similarities, not just differences between East and West, and how in a lot of ways they parallel. Sometimes it can be political, sometimes it can be controversial, but I do firmly believe that art can promote these conversations. Well, I think the artist sounds like she's on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. 
Talapasan spent a week in Minnesota installing the exhibit, speaking with students and classes who came to see the art. On opening night, she described a large turnout of students, faculty, and artists from the community. Talapasan was able to answer questions about the artwork from community members who attended. She also shared details of the meticulous practice and craft that went into creating her paintings and drawings. It was really a great celebratory night, she said. I had women from Morocco, Egypt, Iranians who were there to support my work. Uh, okay, Talbasan used the exhibition platform to be a voice and to share the awareness of what's happening in Iran, but not only in Iran, but what is happening here. You can't get farther from Iran than Grand and Snelling. <laughs> that's really? That's true. that's true. Grand and Snelling. That's about as far away as you can get. Uh, we're still fighting for female autonomy, and it's very much a conversation that is happening in many other countries. Why didn't why didn't why did Hamlin even bother to do anything? They they should have just said, "Hey, we got this famous artist; she's going to install her stuff, and then go bleep yourself right. if you don't like it." Right. Well, yeah. well they can't do that because they're a failed academy, and no. we do have people in charge of institutional and international equity. No, but they is. As frequent as 10 years ago, they would have done that, Joe. Yeah. Even five years ago, they would have said that. My hat's off to this Sahan Journal. My God, when they cover something, they cover something. It yep. gets covered. Yep. They got the content warning now, but I don't think the artist likes the content warning. She agreed to that, but got really mad when she found out about the curtains. Yeah, and the flyer with the Q code. <laughs> she actually uh, requested the, con- the consent label. And uh, it should be on the door. The door should be closed. So people can always read the consent to enter first. I got more on the exaggerated breast, but it's way above your pay grade. And mine. The artist said the sculpture showing exaggerated bare breasts of Nakabi women invoked the Venus of Willendorf, a Paleolithic statuette from 25,000 to 30,000 years ago, considered one of the oldest surviving works of art. But she said they also serve as a commentary on the culture of body modification surgery in the Middle East. Some studies show that Iran has one of the highest rates of cosmetic surgery in the world. Let me stop right there. Go. My view of Iran is that it's it's war-torn, that people are scraping their way to a living that... uh, There's burned-out shells of cars everywhere. They're under... uh, They're under... Leadership, they're under religious police, they're under yeah, this. Yeah. But they have one of the highest rates of body modification surgery in the Middle East. But hey, nobody where yeah. do they get the money? What what the hell is that? Who, but who can enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, I was gonna say, and for whom are you modifying? Yeah. Sergeant Clinker is gonna come down and whip you. <laughs> I know nothing. Oh, that's she that's explained true. that her graphite drawings of a woman pulling up her kneecap to expose lingerie are based on an Iranian writer and rock and roll groupie, Roxana Shirazi, who wrote a book called The Last Living Slut, Born in Iran, Raised Whoa. Backstage. Whoa. Shirazi gave Talib Sand permission to create art a, based on images of Shirazi from her book. A Talib good girl. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. What I really wanted to highlight in this work is there are women who were raised in a Muslim society and a Muslim household that have been sexually abused, have had sexual trauma, and that's in this book, Talib Hassan said. Here's a woman 
that is taking power in her body, that autonomy we are talking about today. Okay, so far, 80 people have signed Ikran's position. Ikran's the original student who complained. So uh, Ikran says uh, uh, that she's, she thinks this is pretty harmful. And uh, it's not like I'm saying no one should see the art, she said, but take it elsewhere. As an institution, you have the right to say, we don't want to be associated with this sort of thing. Well, yeah, lady, but apparently the college did want to be associated with it. Right. Talapasan said that in the future, she would make sure to have a consent label and encourage conversation for groups that might have strong reactions to her art. She is glad the students are expressing themselves and hopes the controversy leads to more discussion about art and censorship. My work is talking about really hard conversations about being a woman. That's what, just what it is. And I'd rather be making that conversation than some white man. Oh, so, mm, so I can't like it. Oh, so um, these academies are so the big, 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 so big Joe, Joe, you keep in mind the big, 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 big winner here, the artist. The artist is, is a big winner, and the uh, the director great. of international equity. She yeah. found some new ways to be pissed off. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I, 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 uh, why don't you take a break? I'd I, like to I, read I you an email, if that's okay. You may. Is it Jermaine? To what you were just talking about? That's what Jermaine Nine, it is not Jermaine! No, but it's about what I, it's, the email is regarding <laughs> something I'm going to bring up oh. from you. Oh, this email is from Joe. It says, Such, I got a question about Keller tax services for the dummies. I just try to do my own taxes and now wonder if any of the GL tax experts like you or Kenny can answer this question. I live in Minnesota. Can I identify as living in, I don't know, Alaska or Florida? Why not? Yeah, uh, no, I, I can answer this. Um, it has to be a neighboring state. Oh. So in this case, you would want South, South Dakota. Dakota. You yes. identify as a South Dakota, and then that, that'll be just fine. Yeah. Mail it in that way. Well, you, you might go. have to write it on the margins, yeah. but yeah. don't worry. It'll go through. Yeah. So there you go, Joe, for me. You can just identify as South Dakota and then make a call to Linda Keller from Keller Tax Services, a diehard GL. I think she's going to give you some different advice. She will give you much different <laughs> advice than the likes of us will do because she's been doing this for over 20 years and she prepares all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. She has also perfected the virtual tax appointment. It's safe document exchange options that are both include encrypted and secure, and it's the confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. So you can book your appointment by phone, 320-352-0013, or visit her website, which is uh, right here, kellertaxservice.com, kellertaxservice.com. If you go online, you can book your appointment right there. She is fantastic. She's a GLer. You should use her like I'm going to, 320-352-0013. Please let Linda know that you heard about her services right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I was also monitoring we have a situation at Harding High School. What's going on? Uh, we've got a yeah, somebody was stabbed to death. What? Yep. A student was stabbed to death? Harding. At Harding? Yep. To death? Jeez. On this 
I wonder what the fight was about. Breaking news: St. Paul police respond to fatal stabbing inside Harding. Do you want to mention that when we get back? Yes. I didn't want to do it after your. Um, somebody was disrespected. I guarantee you. Hey, rookie, will you do me a favor, please? Because I just did an ad. Do you still have the air mechanical copy? I can't do it because I'm doing Ray Welter. Doesn't that start next week, though? Yeah, but yeah no, we already. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Had Johnny yeah. read it. Kenny, if I read send it to you, can you read it, please? Seems a little long. <laughs> hey, Joe. Why can't you read it? Because I just did an ad. Oh. Oh, for the tax. Who gets nobody does? It's nobody's account. It's just it's, it's how they, can that be? They won the um, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Oh, the this, uh, auction. Oh, this is gravy. Nice. Oh, they they but they paid. They bought it. Yeah, they bought yeah, it. They, they, oh, cool. they bought it at the auction. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, they just got some free airtime. Oh, yeah. Well, not free, but right. They got a good deal. Yeah. Kenny, do you have your email open? Kenny, do you have your email open? open. I do. Which one? G. Both. Okay. I'm sending Send it, it to both. work. Okay. Just our, did. Our, our mole, our high school mole, just sent the email. Who is our high school mole? I don't want to say his name. Well, you can see it because of that. Yeah. yeah. That's his name. He's going to read it in here. He's a hockey guy. Good guy. Well, I got this pioneer press up here. It's not on there. Uh, St. Paul Police are on scene investigating. Wait a minute. Yes, it is. I got it. Where's the? Oh, I almost, I almost started reading the script, Chris. Oh, here it is. It's an attachment. Yeah. One person is dead, according to a spokesman. Right. We went to lockdown at eleven forty-five. <laughs> Multiple squads could be seen, and also saw an ambulance leaving the area. Oh, it'd be nice if we could turn this into actual copy, copy. What are we doing here? Uh, Kenny's going to. Kenny's going to come back with. Uh, with well, this is going to go bad. I mean, I haven't. I've never just, looked at okay. any of this before. It's I'm just, easy. I'm going to stumble through this. No, just read a couple copy points. You don't have to read it all. Stink it up. Oh, no. Let me, I can't. Stinker. Let me get it into a word. Come on, Schmoopy. I got to make it bigger. Can't see it with my eyeballs. Schmoopy. I mean, you ready, Ken? No. <clears throat> you want me to just do it? Um, well, I gotta get rid of some of this. That can go, and that can go. Put an and there. That's the call to action, huh? Who did Chris write this? Oh no.
Okay. Ready, Joe? Yeah. All right. Kenny's going to do an ad. I'm rolling. Finally, that concept is It's the scramble. Okay, you math nerds, help me out here. Twenty twenty three minus. 1985. Uh, 2023, 1985. 1985. 38. 38. 38. 38. 38. From general maintenance to full installations, they've got you covered. Uh, we're talking furnace, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, more. Uh, Air Mechanical employs top trained professionals in the state of Minnesota, and they operate with full integrity. They do things the right way the first time, and that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean the easy way. You've got to give them a shout for any heating, cooling, or plumbing needs you might have. You can call or book online, thinkami.com. Again, write it down. That's thinkami.com. Thanks, Kenny. Just a little info on your uh, what we reported at um, Harding High School. We did. We, we did. We weren't on the air. Oh, we weren't on the air for that? No. Do we want to mention that? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. A report of a stabbing at Harding High School. The victim, believed to be a student, has reportedly stopped being at the scene. Security at the school has secured a knife from the suspect, who is also reportedly a student, and the student is, and the suspect is detained. That's great. I wonder what that fight was about. Mm-hmm. Damn. Who's your nugget master? <laughs> you are the mayor. His number is unlisted. I oh, got wait. I was thinking something else. I got your Super Bowl nuggets. I don't know if Tim got me brand new ones or if some of these have been heard before. They went on me. Huh? They're all out of date. The first Super Bowl was televised simultaneously on two networks. I do know. I do remember that. NBC had the right to air NFL. I'm sorry, AFL games. Well, CBS had the rights for NFL games, and both felt they had the right to televise the Super Bowl. Tensions were so high. How high were they? A fence had to be built between CBS and NBC production trucks to keep everyone separate. Really? Kurt Gowdy and Paul Christman were in the NBC booth. Ray Scott and Frank Gifford were in the CBS booth. Green Bay won the game, but NBC won the ratings battle. Mm -hmm. Does it have the number? No. Oh, I'd be curious. Max McGee of the Packers was a backup and did not expect to see much action. And Super Bowl one. So he stayed out all night in L.A. and was clearly overserved. <laughs> and he was uh, uh, Boyd Dowler, who was ahead of McGee on the depth chart, was hurt on the second play of the game. So despite being hung over, McGee went in to catch seven passes for 138 yards and scored two touchdowns wow. to lead the Packers to victory, which pretty much blows up any theory about alcohol you can come up with. Right, right. In 1972, President Richard Nixon called in a play to Miami coach Don Shula about a pass route 
route for Paul Warfield. Shula went with Nixon's call, but the Dallas Cowboys stuffed it. That was the beginning of a bad two years for Nixon. (laughs) Reavers will not want to miss the opening of this year's Super Bowl. The flyover features F-A-18F fighter jets, which were seen in the newest Top Gun movie. The flight crews this year will be all female to celebrate 50 years of women flying in the U.S. Navy. Born female and stayed female? I think so. The coin toss will feature four Pat Tillman scholars. Tillman played for the Arizona State and for uh, Arizona Cardinals before enlisting the Army, and he was killed in Afghanistan in 04. Friendly fire, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. Buying an expensive Super Bowl does not guarantee success for your company. Buying a successful Super Bowl ad, I should say. One of the biggest advertisers in last year's Super Bowl was a cryptocurrency company called FTX. Their ad featured Larry David as a sad sack who doubted new ideas like cryptocurrencies. The tagline at the end was, don't be like Larry. It turns out you should have been like Larry. (laughs) FTX filed for bankruptcy 10 months later, and billions of dollars of customer funds are still unaccounted for. FTX owner Sam Bankman-Fried currently faces multiple criminal charges. And there's only one thing about that I'm I'm guaranteed to know for a fact. Larry David got his money. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Perhaps the strangest halftime show occurred in Miami in 1989. It wasn't us. I, I don't recall this. It featured an Elvis impersonator named Elvis Presto, who did not actually perform any Elvis songs. The show also had a theme problem. It featured a large-scale card trick, pink Cadillacs, and 102 custom-made Harley-Davidsons. This was the first halftime show to feature 3D technology. Prior to the game, Coca-Cola distributed 26 million 3D glasses at retailers for viewers to use. Unfortunately, the actual home viewing audience was more than three times that number. The title of this halftime Disaster was Bebop Bamboozled in 3D. That pretty much says it all. Wow. I remember that. That was the Niners and the Bengals. Miami redeemed itself in 2007 when Prince Prince. took the stage and showed the world how you do a halftime show. His set list included We Will Rock You, Let's Go Crazy, Baby I'm a Star, Proud Mary, All Along the Watchtower, and Purple Rain. And yes, it was raining heavily as Prince performed in the open-air stadium. Perhaps God was watching the Super Bowl that night, which reminds me of the great line Prince had when his people came to him and said, oh, God, what are we going to do? It's raining, it's raining. And Prince said, can you make it rain harder? Which is a great line. Mm -hmm. That was the year he saw Sid and said, hello, Mr. Hartman. Because Prince would have known who Sid of was. Course. Of course. Yeah, Minneapolis kid. That's right. That that uh, Sid column was on the breakfast table. And remember that Prince Rogers Nelson was a huge Vikings fan. He was. Yeah, Timberwolves. Well, but I'm just like, yeah. also, he was, you know. He, he was engaged. a sports fan. Yeah. Well, then when he became goofy, you didn't see him in any sports. Right. Events. But I still, that's one of my favorite stories than Bobby Hagan. Bobby Hagen brings uh, Prince or uh, Sid to Prince. I love that. Yeah. It's so charming. I think that this, seriously, I think this is Bob's last official duty because doesn't he usually work the Super Bowl for the NFL because he's retiring from the Vikings? I, I didn't know. even know that. Yeah. I was an intern with him at Care 11. Great. One of the greatest human beings he's ever. He's wonderful. Bob Hagen's a great guy. 
only. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. In the last election, 13 counties in Minnesota voted for Governor Walls. They better not be part of the new state. Counties. Such, I don't know what to do about the dividing line. Well, you've got to work on it. <laughs> uh, from what I, and I'm sorry to sacrifice you conservatives in the far eastern edge of the state, but now I'm thinking 35, I 35, right up really? to Dakota. Right up, yeah, right up to uh, Dakota County, and then over through. I, I don't know. Are we going to split Scott and Carver? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, you are. We're going to have to split Scott and Carver. Go up uh, the edge, the western edge of Hennepin, up to around I don't know, Rogers maybe. Yeah, and then back over to thirty-five, and then all the way up, and go straight up because you know. St. Louis County, Lake County, Cook County, they were strong for the Democrats. Well, keep, yeah, Duluth so we're going to go. keep the whole arrowhead. Yeah, the yeah, whole BWC, BABWBWBATC with three Unf- votes. They got to be bad. Am I out in South St. Paul? You and yeah, you're, Suits I'm, are screwed. out. You're out. Am I, am I making the I'm cut? not I'm making any promises to you, Chris. Right. I'm sorry. And John is out too. Jeez. Well, it doesn't bother him. So then what do we do about where do we put the uh, capital, the new state capital? Well, because I don't think we should join the Dakotas. I think we should secede and start a 51st state. We should stand alone. In, in an extremely small town. Roseau County was the heaviest uh, voting county for uh, uh, Jensen. 49.96% of the vote. Well, maybe Roseau's in the capital. Way up there where it's good and cold. Yeah. We'll put it in uh, an abandoned storefront or something right on Main Street. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park and Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling lineman at WorldWideWaffage.com. It was on this day Feb 10. in 1763. In the treaty ending the French and Indian War, France transferred to Britain the territory that later became Minnesota. On this day in 1806, Lieutenant Zebulon M. Pike, exploring the upper Mississippi Territory included in the recent Louisiana Purchase, arrived at the Northwest Company post on Leech Lake, licensed from the British Union, uh, licensed in, oh, incensed that the British Union Jack still flew there, he ordered it shot down and replaced it with the Stars and Stripes. Mike was something of an ingrate, however, as he enjoyed the hospitality of the post both before and after the incident. British fur posts remained in the region until the end of the war in 1812. <laughs> until the end of the war of 1812. And finally, on this day in 1971, February 10th, about 250 demonstrators in Minneapolis protested the Vietnam War with a march from the University of Minnesota campus to the federal building on Washington Avenue, where they threw a few snowballs and then dispersed to distribute leaflets and get into raps with people about the war. Huh. Hey, man. <laughs> what year? Hey, 1971. My brother, what you think about the war? Like that kind yeah, of rap? Hey, Did you join? Were you part of the protest? I might have been rapping. I bet. Might have been rapping. Dropping a beat? Yeah, I was <laughs> Hey, man, what about that now? Hey, man. <laughs> what an embarrassment. 
My God. GLers, thank you. Harding yeah. High School kids. What are we going to call the new what state? What are we going to tell you? What are we going to call the new state? You've got a lot of work to do, Kenny. This is your baby. You want to take us apart. Who's the most offensive person ever from Minnesota? We'll name it after him. Wes Walls. Or what's his name? Tim no, Walls. We can't name our new state Walls. True. Can we just name it Pissed Off? Yeah. We're done. Is that doable? How about Pod MN, YouTube, Muslim Instagram, Art, Facebook, Muslim Art, Garage Logic Council? You can sign up at garagelogic.com, right? Yes. I'm getting word that there's a uh, could be a sophomore that lost uh, their life. Today. Male or female? Do not know. Man, Do not know. that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to end on a positive there. It's all those counties? Well, you know. Well, I think <laughs> I just, we said just, just enough just, that you'll start to get more feedback instead of, you know, a kid getting killed. My God. My goddess. Friday. Fuck. God, that just sucks. What? I'm actually staying in Roseau tomorrow night. Why? That, my friend, is none of your business. That's Nunya. What's Nunya? Well, I don't know anybody who's stayed in Rosso unless they had to. Yeah. yeah although I shouldn't say that. I've never been to Rosso. Cute little town. Little hot town. Home of Polaris. I'll be driving through Steve River Falls. Home of Architects. Ditch Pickle. Ditch you know Pickle. the Steve River Falls high school nickname? The thieves. Nope. The seawards. Nope. The Indians. The prowlers. The prowlers is a good one. Did they used to be the Indians? I don't think so. Rosso is the Rosso Rams. The Rosso Rams. What's International Falls? Oh, the Broncos. The bicycles. Huh. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see here. We need. Did he have to go home? Who? Or back to work, I mean? Oh, he's right here. Oh. All right. Such, I am. Going potty. I am ready for you. Angie Craig had a brief experience with the real world. Kamala Harris gave a Golden Book speech in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Capitalized Golden Book. Is that one word? No. Okay. Book speech yesterday in St. Cloud. Okay. New failed academy controversy, semicolon. Yep. Muslim student oh, protests about... Controversy, sorry. Semicolon. Muslim student Prote protests 
art exhibit at McAllister College, M-A-C-A-L, Macal. Muslim Student Protest Art Exhibit at McAllister College. M-A. M-A-C-A-L, Macal, E-S-T-E-R. C-A-L-A-S-T-E-R. Macal Esther. That's what I said. Is there, why is it coming up squiggly? Okay. Spell it. M-A-C-A-L-A-S-T-E-R. E-S-T-E-R. Oh, yeah. Jesus, E-S-T-E-R. No one gives a damn about that stupid school anyway. All right. M-A-C-A-L-E-S-T-E-R. What's after McAllister? Oh, my God. These are too long for him, Joe. No. It goes too fast. I did it quick. We did a show. It wasn't bad. How many errors are you think there are there? Wait a minute. Speaking of shows... Isn't Clarkson's farm back? Is it today? I don't know. I've never seen an episode. Oh, my God. Even you would love it. It's on Amazon. You have that. Yeah, I probably do. Anybody here watch Outlander? Nope. I don't know what that is. Okay. Something about New Zealand or something. Like that. Huh? Uh, time travel. Yeah, but yeah, matey. Yeah, we're in the outback. Uh, this is my Australian accent, matey. Big That's... night. The you call that outlander. a knife? Yeah. Kenny, it's a knife. Kenny's talking about Outlander. That's they lost me though when they had the scene of the gal getting uh getting uh roughed up. That that was tough to watch. Um yeah, I don't watch those kind of things. Yeah, I'm I'm it was early. Mm. I didn't I I said, Why are you watching? I put this? that out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I walked away. Oh, it's a great show. Let's see. How do I find this? I would go to the magnifying glass. Oh, you know what? We should probably, Joe. Ah. In this description, give me something on hurting. Uh. No, I mean we're a podcast. (laughs) That's because I'm going to put a link to that on the late breaking uh, news of. Okay. Late breaking news of a stabbing at Harding High School in St. Paul. Don't put death because we don't know for sure. We do. Well, Just we don't. by St. Paul Police. Oh, well, then you can put death if you want. The stabbing death. Okay. Oh, my God. It's on the air now. What? Clarkson's Farm. Oh, all the episodes. Oh yeah, have all the episodes been released or is it one a week? Please tell me it's all of them. Yes. Hey, aliens tonight. Uh, I'll be watching Clarkson's Farm. I'm going with aliens. Jeremy Clarkson takes priority over everything. No, the aliens are coming back, and we need to know why. We know why. They're using our natural resources. Wouldn't that be something if uh, beings from a billion years ago come back to Earth and and say, you know, we've tried everything. Oil's the best. (laughs) Right. We've tried solar. We've we tried wind. Oil's your best bet. Oh, you get solar. We tried that in the sixties. We tried that uh, uh, two hundred million years ago. It didn't work. That shit is worthless. Yeah. Guys, my forehead itch is really bad. That's a shame. There's a really good dirty joke in there that Kenny, did you uh, just won't ever hear? 
see the light of day. Did you see what they I got a lot of itchy forehead jokes? I know. Weavers. That's why I did it while we were still rolling. Lots. Did you see the Hennepin County Sheriff bust in Uptown that they got? No. Uh, I saw some video this morning of a whole lot of guns. Five pounds of powder fentanyl, 1,295 fentanyl pills, a pound of cocaine, and a pound of meth. It That was enough fentanyl to kill 200,000 people. And that was right here in an apartment in Uptown. Why is that more on? What happened? What are they doing with that? They're selling it. Why are we? Fentanyl what? is so dangerous, though. Why is the fad killer drugs? What happened to weed and uh, X and, you know, maybe some shrooms or something? Why do we have to go right to the drugs that kill you? I don't know. God, I hope these kids stay away from fentanyl. Jesus, don't do it. 80% of marriage would be improved by fentanyl? No, no. 80% of marriage... No, that's 100. It's basically you sitting in the other room saying, what? Rookie, rookie, what? I'm in the laundry room the other day. And I mean, this old farmhouse, big, yep. other side of the house. Yep. And I hear off in the distance. Why do they start talking as soon as you leave the room? Well, I'm trying to make that a rule that you can't talk to me unless I'm in the same room. Hey, here's my... And, uh, the other one, I just started uh, using this one two weeks ago. I don't get asked one question. I get three or four questions at a time. Do you want a A, B, C, or D? And I'll say to her, ask me one question. Because you'll say, yeah, and she'll go, what? Yeah, which one? Ask me one question. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I'm not getting any update. Well, no news is good news. Good. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. I baptized you, though. I, I found that. Uh, well, I don't think she, the little child would have been thrown to hell. Uh, most um, likely not. Everybody who's not a Catholic that I've told my story to over the weekend are shocked by what I have to say. The vodka? Every Catholic I tell the story to, they're like, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, where's the punchline coming from? Yeah, the, the vodka. Oh, right, that's not the vodka right in the church. Yeah. Right next to the lemonade, right in front of the Catholics women's oh, service, the judgy, yeah. the judgy old bags that give everybody the side eye. Right there. Don't even try to hide it. At least the rest of us, you know, hide it. <laughs> Antidepressant you have to be on to enjoy cross-country skiing. Oh. <laughs> Rook, I gotta kill this. Have a good weekend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who is that? Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Why 